Good evening, everybody. So, off for another week and uh, had a great weekend watching FD. Uh, looking forward to talking to Jesse Foote a bit about that and Tony getting the feedback on some of the new things that came out with the new season of FD. I see Tony's on, so I'll let him in and then we'll wait for, for Jesse to jump in. If it works with me, hang on. No. There we go. Technology. Hey, how's it going, John? Excellent. How are you doing, Tony? Not too bad, buddy. Another week, another uh, drifting interview time. Right? Great. Looking forward to talking to Jesse. He's uh, he's one that we definitely need to talk to. He's got some very interesting things that he does up there, and uh, very good car. But hey, before we get started, let's do some shameless plugs here. Yep. We got the element fire extinguishers. Great little things. Come with a clip. Head over to the website, check those out. And then just arrived this week. Super proud. Look at that. To get That's the sharp. lab wheel with Grip Royal. Uh, the cool logo on there. Of course, in reverse on the camera. But hey, head over to the website, check those out. If there's some special color that you might want, be sure to uh, just drop a, a comment. Look at this. I see Jesse is waiting, so we're going to get him in here. While we do that, I mean, we can uh, really quickly address the elephant in the room. Uh, formula drift. I was wrong about all my predictions. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we all were, but hey, we're pretty stoked anyway to see uh, see how it turned out. But I see Mr. I Jesse so Foot has, has the uh, winter beard going. Yeah, you know, <laughs> hiding the baby face a little bit. Yeah. All right. So the first question that we really got to ask um, now: your nickname, Littlefoot, is that just because Land Before Time is your favorite movie of all time, or how did that come to be? Uh, I got to give that one to Tokyo. I think that was him who came up with that. It was like 2018. He just came up with that, or I think it might have been before that when I was just, you know. Just first built the car, but yeah, just out of nowhere, came up with that, and it, it stuck, unfortunately. Right. I know Tony's been trying to uh, change it up and, and give you some, some new ones, like Footloose or, you know, different things like that, so. But, just hey, sticks, though. That's it. Yeah. The, the one that you may not like is the one that sticks, but. Well, I mean, we've seen a lot, sort of just following you on social media, a lot of the stuff that you're doing to improve the car going into this year. Why don't you just give a little bit of a rundown of the car that you drive, your engine uh, package, and who you are, why you love drifting. Oh, geez, that's a lot. All right. Um, so I drive a – no, it might be better to – So I drive the Rev Performance uh, 180SX. Uh, it's a 2JZ uh, fully built 3-liter uh, Spectrum Motorsports Turbo. Makes about 750 horsepower. Um yeah, what else? Uh, I got into drifting, spec D, by accident, actually. Quite literally. Here, we'll go into that first. Um, yeah, I had a bone stock car and a SR from Nikolai that I was going to put in. And then got into a car accident, needed a shell, and I just bought one with a cage because I thought they were cool. And then figured, hey, let's buy safety equipment and go racing. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I don't know why I love it. Just drifting is all I do. I live basically like I'm on 
off minimum wage, but spend every penny on the car. So. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, we, we talk a little bit sort of in the background here. Um, I see that you, you know, sort of trying to get your program up to the next level by buying a couple of uh, YSAB kits, uh, sort of getting set up with that. So you got spares, you got everything sort of done. Um, uh, I guess you, you went down, you did Drift Week. Why don't you give a little bit of perspective on maybe what uh, that showed you for preparation, uh, a lot of traveling and a lot of like miles on the car. You can kind of give us a little bit of the experience and maybe what that did to help your program or make it worse. I don't know. Not worse. Maybe. <laughs> Obviously, uh, you met the best people fun. in the industry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, Drift Week definitely taught me that seat time is definitely the most valuable thing. Like early on, I was just, I love building cars. I was obsessed with just the next newest, greatest thing, which, you know, I kind of still do that with the brand new V3 Wisefab, but um yeah, it mainly really shifted my focus from building the best car, which I still feel like we have built a very good car, good, reliable car, um, to like this year, I've, I'm putting all my money mainly into events, getting time between all the spec events um, down in Seattle. We're going to try to go down there. Um, but yeah, it, uh, Drift Week was a really good time. It was, I feel like I really improved from that. And just from that, like, two week trip so much seat time i'm like hey i just need to keep going down this path of just more laps okay um so then you talk a little bit about the newest greatest thing but um you also make a lot of your own parts so go into a little bit of that because a lot of people don't know maybe that all the different body kit parts that you make and how you do that and um maybe your just obsession with it carbon fiber lightness and and vacuum forming things go ahead all right so uh we converted the car from right hand to left hand and it was actually ryan's idea uh weapon raceworks which he hates doing comps to work i know i convinced him but we decided okay if we're gonna do a left hand drive swap instead of buying a dash we'll destroy a perfectly good one to make a mold so we have a carbon dash for that uh, we make those we have carbon quarter windows which it's all the drift week stuff but so we get these open like easy access to whole interior but um it kind of just snowballed like everything i do uh, i got into it just to do like a dash and then now we have like that's two carbon roofs uh for some people and then there's the mold behind it um we also have uh well the, these fenders which will not be sold because it is a blatant, a blatant replica of Origin Lab. Um, but yeah, I have molds of those, and then I have the rears, which I'm going to mold, uh, just so we can do carbon Kevlar, so we can stop, you know, uh, see that break, cracking fenders. Um, you know, there's... Fiberglass is good, but it, it, it tends to do that a lot. And that, that was... Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah i don't know it uh i feel like i don't have a lot of patience with things and carbon parts it, it takes a lot of patience to do and uh i don't know which is very satisfying <laughs> but other than the other other than carbon parts uh mean weapon race works do a lot of sheet metal work uh 
Yeah, we do a lot of sheet metal work on the car, just custom stuff. It really boils down to I just love building things and seeing what I'm capable of doing. Uh, right. Sometimes it goes well and sometimes it does not. <laughs> okay, so I, I actually didn't realize that you were selling some of the carbon parts. So if people are looking for a carbon roof, uh, reach out to you. Is that sort of uh, help help the drift budget by selling some of the carbon parts? A little bit. Yeah, um, there was a huge supply chain issue over the past little bit, which really slowed down some stuff. But uh, yeah, I do make and sell the, pretty much all the carbon parts on my car. Um, yeah, it, it definitely helps for sure. And it's pretty fun to do. It's easier to do in the winter than the summer. That's for sure to produce parts. All right. Um, now I'm interested with the carbon Kevlar. Uh, go into a little bit about that. Because so far, I think everyone knows HGK is sort of the uh, main person that brought the carbon Kevlar into, um, you know, the public eye. And then you see a couple of the other ones, like, I guess it's M-Spec. They do one, yeah. I believe. And then benefits to carbon Kevlar over, you know, carbon fiber parts. I'll let you sort of talk a little bit about that and maybe cost going into it. So some of us guys that are thinking, you know, it's super crazy expensive, but when you're blowing off a body kit every season, maybe it isn't that expensive. Yeah. So um, M-Spec, I actually talked to them quite a bit, uh, mainly the guy who produces those. Uh, and I met him on Drip Week, actually. Um, a lot of the information, because like, I was because I, I just started out on this, so I was trying to get information on how to do it. Um, it's a lot of, it's more of a, uh, sorry, an art to a science. So everyone has a different way of doing things and they don't exactly like sharing how they do things. Um, but yeah, so with carbon Kevlar, uh, we'll start with carbon. The pros to carbon is very stiff. That's like all formula one cars are made with carbon. Um, very rigid and strong, but the problem is they, it's very brittle at the same time. So when you blend carbon and Kevlar, you have the stiffness, um, but you have Kevlar, which doesn't crack. It won't like rip apart. Um, so when you mix that with a, an epoxy and a flex agent or one of those companies that actually just use cheap polyester resin with a flex agent, cause they're like, the, the Kevlar is yellow anyway. It doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, I've been pretty good about blowing up body panels, but I'm trying to get my chases better. So definitely gonna be destroying a lot more. Um, but yeah, just, when you're paying two grand for just the body kit mm -hmm. or like what, three, four grand for a full wide body and the kit, it's, it gets pretty expensive. And then Kevlar, you'll still crack it. Like you'll crack the resin if you get a big hit, but the Kevlar itself holds it together. Um, but yeah, and the price point from buying them is a lot of money. And you look at it, you're like, that's insane. But I can tell you from making the parts, it's, yeah, there's a reason why they're very expensive because it's a very time consuming process and multiple steps and the equipment that you need to buy like i do it fairly cheap like i think i spent on a grant to get the equipment to make the mold and that's a, a big time consuming part is making the mold we got to make the plug and then the mold and then your piece um but yeah i think i got it got into it for about a grand and it kind of just snowballed into having multiple molds now so you got everything working out of that garage, or do you have another buddy's shop that you're working out of there? Uh, I mean, a couple of buddies had a shop downtown, um, and we moved out of that. I basically do everything out of here. So I have this, uh, and I got 
simple workbench and just my two car garage, which I have the car dead center because that's being built. And then uh, I have my trailer, which I usually have another car in there because we have three S13s now. And uh, weapon race works. We do any like big welding jobs we do over there or heavy fab work. Yeah, uh, yeah I have my welder here. I do small stuff like I modified the uh, new subframe, but other than that, uh, between here and uh, Ryan, so then just storing stuff in the trailer. Well, now, now it makes me feel bad because I, there's no excuse that the rest of us can't be getting our crap together if you're making carbon Kevlar parts in basically a two-car garage and building sort of a top-of-the-line um, drift car in, in the background. Um, so I guess we'll kind of stray away from, you know, all the cool stuff that, like, I know you do on the side, and that's what I was really interested in was a lot of the uh, parts that you make. But then also, like, just the, the style of your car is very clean. Um, always sort of admired that. The engine bay is always looking good. The car really pops. Uh, obviously, your brother does a bunch of your media work uh, yeah. for you. And that sort of, you know, you get to be some sort of Instagram famous on that because we share a ton of your posts because his reels are amazing, right? Um, so the passion of, of drifting, I know that you've registered for like the competition events. What's your, what is your favorite style of, of driving? Do you prefer the grassroots? Do you like the competition side of it? What, what do you prefer? Uh, I definitely prefer the competition side of it, but like, for example, mission that like the day after the Sunday is it is a blast to drive, right? Cause you know, if the weekend doesn't go your way and you go home, you know, like that always sucks, but having that extra day is a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. But uh, for me with just building cars, I like to see the absolute limit of what these cars can do, which is why I just like to drive with my foot buried in as much angle as the car has all, all the time, which, you know, makes me a bit slower and easier to chase. But uh, yeah, that's just kind of how I like it. <laughs> yeah. It's about the flex sometimes. <laughs> a, little, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. So wanted to jump in. I had a question there too. Sure. Um, so you mentioned you really like building the car. We've obviously seen you progress over the years of mission. Um, how are you doing in your drift grip? Getting into it by, by mistake, like you said, 2018. How do you feel about your progression, not only as a driver so far, but also as a builder in your car? Uh, definitely as a builder, it's a long way. Um, a huge step of that has to do with Ryan one more fab side of things, just allowing me to do more with the chassis. Um, but, you know, there's always, you'd always do better, right? Like I, I said, I spent a lot of time building when I should have been driving. So I feel like I should be further than where I am. Um, and, you know, you look at guys like uh, I saw Nick Novak on Facebook shared something the other day. Oh, five years ago, my first pro on the van, right? And now he's driving pro one. So it's like, <laughs> oh, it's at the same time, you know, why am I not in pro one? But, you know, you can't always think like that. But uh, I say I'm pretty happy with it. Like, I know some people that are like, oh, you know, it's been, it was 10 years before I even podiumed or something in my pro-am league or stuff like that, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, it could always be better. Going to keep getting better. But so far, I'm pretty happy with it. I feel like we have the car now. And now I just need to focus on the driving side. Yeah, man. And I mean, I can't. So obviously, we know each other pretty well away from camera. We're always joking around, stuff like that. But I think that what always impresses me uh, about you as a driver is, you know, you do bring a really lax, like fun, just 
kind of jokes. We call you the meme lord for a reason. You bring that kind of hilarious attitude. But at the end of the day, and like you see it definitely big time when you're driving just as a spectator, like you are hungry, man. Like you just want it. Like I can, I think most vivid memory I have from you is mission second year we went there and just like how driven you were on that Saturday, man. It was awesome to see. Um, and I think mission seems to be your spot too. You know, you're always up one, up one, up one. So, you know, you're going to call it right now, podium mission this year. Yeah, that would, uh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Like I, when we're talking about like where I'm at now, the, the progression in the last few years has been on a steady incline, especially the past three. Um, so yeah, that, that, that'd be pretty cool for sure. <laughs> we'll make it happen, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, if, well, we're looking at the last three years. Um, when did you partner with Rep Performance? So that happened my very first year, actually. Okay. So, and they've grown to be one of the biggest supporters. So I had the SR. Um, what, what was it? It was like a Disco Potato S14 SR, but it was fully forged. Just I just, I think it was like 18, 17. I just chucked standard off-the-shelf parts in it and didn't measure mm -hmm. a thing. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah so at the end of 2018 i was having tuning issues like i don't know if you remember my first event it was so embarrassing the car did not run at all i could barely even enter the corner before it straightened out i'm like oh my god everyone here thinks i'm a joke um but right at the end of the season there i got a tune from them uh and then it ran great and that was the first that was the first round of qualified and i battled delahaye and i remember just pulling like bus lengths on him he's like what the hell is in that thing because he has ls i'm like just an sr man um, but yeah, since then, uh, I think it was after, after 2019, going into 2020, I just, uh, wanted, I picked up a 2J from Matt Murphy and approached them and they're like, yeah, let's build the most ridiculous setup ever. So, um, you know, I started off small and they were still a pretty new shop. So since then we've kind of just grown together. Um, so yeah, we're very grateful to have them as a pretty much one of the first sponsors, I think, other than like iRace when they sponsored the series. Right. And tires. So now, now do uh, the guys from Rev, do they come out and give you a hand at the, at the track? Oh yeah. Like every year at mission uh, was aiming the shop owner, Evan, my tuner, he's always been there. So anytime I pull off track, he's just plugs in the laptop, try to make sure everything's all good. Uh, we try to bring a tech or two out if they're free. Uh, just people are familiar with the car. So they've just been a, a huge support. Like <laughs> what is it? We just rebuilt the engine and like, they're always flat out. So we just rebuilt the engine and, I'm bringing the car down on the 28th and they're just going to do it like quick overview, check everything, install some new sensors um, and then pick it up and then just straight to testing. So they're like, whatever you need, like we're here for you. It was, what it, oh, it was a really big moment actually pretty early on was, do you remember when I first got the 2J built and we were yep. in uh, Askewin, the first event and I just spun out and obliterated the angle kit, like hitting grass. Yeah. And broke, I think you broke the coilover or something yeah. like that. Yeah, snapped the coil over, folded the angle kit and everything. And then after that, I tried this cut and welded setup that was just awful. I, I think I went to a practice day with that. And Rev was like, okay, what the hell do you need? I'm like, I need an FDF kit. And they're like, okay, it's ordered. Yeah. Just yeah. don't worry about it. Pay us whenever it's ordered. So they're, yeah, they're, I can't take them enough. They're awesome. Okay. Well, let's give them a little bit of a shout out. So Rev Performance, uh, they're based out of Calgary. Yep. Uh, they do tuning. What what do they sort of specialize in for tuning? What ECUs and stuff like that? 
So uh, they specialize in Max and Mtron. So Mtron's a bit more of the higher end stuff. And then Max is, it's still very good. Like the Max race, uh, two of my buddies that I've brought down there and they've done full engine uh, engine and wiring builds there. Um, it's an awesome ECU. Like I love it. Like the tablet that's in it, you can just check engine codes, clear them. Like if there's any, which there never is built by them. So <laughs> um, yeah. And then Evan's also a rotary specialist, which I don't think a lot of people know. Um, yeah. How come you haven't introduced me to this guy when I'm sitting there having <laughs> all sorts of issues on the track and maybe they could come out and say hi, you know, we're always looking for more rotary gurus to have at the track because I always need somebody there. Fair enough. Yeah, when uh, <laughs> one of the events, he'll show, I'll, uh, I'll introduce you guys. Excellent, excellent. No, it's really good. I mean, um, it, it's nice to see a shop that's been a partner with you for for a long time and that's always maybe that's a good testament to you and your program if they're willing to stick with you for a long time come out and support the car good advertising for them and i mean our probably the biggest memory that we had was uh the first year at mission and you were you know basically over the moon with the new setup and you were shredding the track and you were like i'm on low boost setting and we were like just leave it there you're probably good because you can't you're just smoking everybody out of the track so um, it was a really, really good time. I know Tony's got some rapid fire questions. It's a little bit of the program where you just sort of drop the uh, first answer that comes to your mind and uh, see what it says. So I'll let Tony go ahead with that. <laughs> right on. So idea here, clear the, uh, clear the mind. Uh, first thing that comes to mind and we'll ask you rapid fire. We'll really try to stick to rapid fire. This is the part of the show where it really flies off the rails. We'll try our best see how long it takes. Uh, I've been noticing that chat's been lighting you up, so we'll respond to a little bit of that in a minute too. Yeah. Um, all right. right any of most expensive part you've broken. So what was that? Uh, most expensive part you've broken. Uh, it's got to be when I obliterated the head on Drift Week, I think. Yeah, that sucked. That was a very expensive fix, and the logistics of it were actually, you know what, that can't be it, because, oh, fuck. <laughs> I mean, we've seen you break a few parts. I'm sure there's, like, you give us the top three, but we got to move on. Oh, <laughs> oh. Transmission, day one, 11 a.m. at Horse Mile, obliterated third gear. That was a very expensive fix. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the things dreams are made of, man. <laughs> uh, most expensive part you got left on your car that you haven't broken? <laughs> okay, so for single part, it must be the wise fab. If not, probably my race seat. It's expensive. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. And don't want to be breaking that one. That'd suck. <laughs> um, dream car, dream motor setup. I mean, S13 with... <laughs> I've thought about this a lot. So I just love that chassis. So maybe an S15 or an S13 because they're the best. Uh, but, yeah, thank you. <laughs> so like, are we talking unlimited budget? Unlimited budget. Okay, so Koenigsegg came out with this like three-cylinder, 750 horsepower engine for their hybrid car. And it's like tiny and weighs absolutely nothing. I'm like, okay, that and an S13, just for no reason at all. <laughs> that in an S13 sounds perfect to me, man. <laughs> um, dream battle. If you could battle anybody in the world, who would it be? Anyone in the world. Uh, I, th I feel like Chelsea would be pretty cool because he's very just to the floor, 
I'm not going to play games. I'm going to do what this car can do. And I feel like that's just also how I like to drive. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I think that'd be a pretty sick one to watch. Um, Hero Driver, who's a driver in the world that uh, you look up to. Man, a lot of that's got to be Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Definitely Chelsea. Fair, man. <laughs> right? As well as uh, Matt Field. I've talked to him actually a decent bit, and he's awesome just for chatting with me. He's uh, definitely a good guy to look up to. Yeah, man. I think uh, Matt gets a lot of rap from just – I think he carries himself as a pretty serious individual. He gets a bad rap, but, uh, man, super approachable guy. I've even asked him a roll cage question. He's even responded to me. So, yeah, man. Go oh, yeah. Shut up, Matt Field. That's a good choice. Yeah. Um, local driver, someone local to you that uh, inspires you. Uh, it's got to be Mark. Mark for sure. I met Mark when I was like had my bone stock S13 and didn't even know how to do a burnout. Um, yeah, he's helped me a lot over the years and coming on Drift Week with me as well. So sick, man. I'm really hoping to see you and Mark get to show down in competition one day. I'm looking forward to that battle. I have a feeling you probably are too, but I think that's going to be rowdy when you guys do get to go up against each other. We did one actually the four Mac event. Yeah. And is typical fashion. I took myself out before the battle started. So that's okay. That's okay. You'll get him next time, Matt. You'll get him yeah, next time. Right. Maybe. <laughs> um, all right. So maybe maybe that was your easiest battle. Uh, if you wanted to shout a different battle out, that was maybe your easiest battle. Throw a little shade. Oh man, I haven't won a whole lot of battles. <laughs> to be honest. Uh, uh, probably the easiest battle was last year with Chris Pollard just because he messed up in the chase for I think some broke on his car and it was just an easy win. Nice. But you know, no one likes good win the yeah, thirteens so. there. We we like it when the BMWs lose. <laughs> Not saying we're biased, but uh, uh <laughs> finally we got bucket list track and bucket list event. Bucket list event. Uh, I feel like the bucket list event has to be Drift Week, which I've done. I just want to do more of them. They're just very pricey, uh, which I've been invited back to every single one since four. Um, it's just the budget. But the track, uh, US Air has got to be one. I heard that's a lot of fun. And one that I've always wanted to drive, which is the only track I missed on Drift Week 4, was AVS. So. Oh, man. <laughs> that was uh, due to the transmission stuff? Or... <laughs> <laughs> that's when we blew up the head and we were up for like 40 some hours swapping the head in this airbnb and then breaking a head stud ripping a rad industries getting more then getting kicked out of the airbnb because our time was up and finishing it on the street and like we got <laughs> with the last like two hours of the event and i think we we're like a half hour away so like we're like we're not we were so tired we're like we're not even gonna go <laughs> find another bit airbnb and call it a night yeah <laughs> That's crazy, man. Well, I wanted to jump into longer-based question now, if we can, uh, going back to Drift Week. Um, from experiencing, you know, our variety of tracks up here with Mission, with uh, Stratotech, stuff like that, I mean, probably a little bit of ways off just from track selection up here in Canada, but do you think uh, Canadian Drift Week is not too far behind? Potential? Mm. I don't know. Like, in Edmonton alone, between – what is there? How many tracks are in Edmonton? Two? You could do like Strato, Rad Torque, Wetaskiwin for maybe a day. <laughs> and then, uh, I don't know, it's a pretty far drive. But then again, on Drift Week, we did a 10-hour drive to Arizona just for one track and then straight back to California. So 
I think it'll be cool. I know other people have tried to do like Drift Week style events in the States and they haven't really picked up or taken off just because Aaron Losey is a logistical genius. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, if someone could wrap their head around it and get it all figured out, that would be awesome. And I would definitely be going to that because I actually am building another car specifically for, well, a practice car, but specifically with Drift Weeks in mind. So that'd be pretty cool. But I'll yeah. something a little bit more streetable that's uh, not full race car to be ripping down the highway. Yeah, which I have a little bit of a long answer to this. That's kind of cool, which I can show you. Um, if you're cool with that. We're, we're, we're here. This is for you. This car is meant to do one thing, and it's be a race car. It is no... Here, let me open the door. Um, it has no windows, no wipers, no speakers, no nothing. It's just a straight-up race car. There is no room in this. Taking on Drift Week was a huge pain in the ass for the 10-gallon fuel cell. Um, but it rips. And we have this car, which that car is strictly a race car, very uncomfortable. This car is my new S13, which we put extra sound deadening in, um, new speakers, comfy seats are coming. There's lots going on. It's got an RB20 in it. It's going to I'm going to have the full wide body for it. I already have it. Uh, it's in the trailer, but I have a full body kit, wide body. Uh, so that car is just a daily year-round seat time, which I do daily that in the winter. Um, that's going to just be an everyday driver. And then the, um, the other shell, which is in the trailer, uh, that's going to be a, a mix of both. So it's still going to have a full cage, but it's going to be more of a street car style cage, but still pass... Um, like comp rules as well as uh it's gonna probably have a 500 horse jay-z same wise fab same angle uh but on the inside it's gonna be full interior windows wipers sound deadening like so it's gonna feel like the car but be as comfortable Mm -hmm. as possible as a cage car can be so that should be pretty interesting looking forward to that and that's one that you're playing on is that going to be more of your drift week style car? Are you going to try to leave one down there? I've never thought about leaving one down there. That'd be pretty cool. Just be able to like have another car somewhere to fly in. Um, yeah, that'd, that'd be pretty cool. Or may, maybe when uh, one of your cars that where's your uh, other RX seven, Sean? Well, one's going to head down to the States this uh, fall. Oh. Every, everything of mine is home right now because it's all broken. So <laughs> fair enough. And that's okay. my, my wife is laughing at me in the background. So uh, I don't know. We, we have we have four four cars now that are basically going to be race cars, and none of them work at the one works at the moment, but still is in the break in mode, and we haven't broken it yet. So we're just going to take it easy on that. But yeah, um, I definitely say like if you can get something that's reliable, having it where you can fly in uh, down in uh, in Vegas is nice. It's sort of central to everything, in my opinion. And uh, if you can get a place where, you know, it doesn't get robbed, it's pretty decent. Yeah. Um, Which I know in Vegas, uh, Just Racing, yeah. he's actually out of my head. He's a really awesome guy. I'm sure I have no problem talking to him and having him figure out somewhere <laughs> where I can store that and have me fly down. But um, Yeah, if, if you got a good shop that, that's in, in the Vegas area that, you know, they're there all the time. It's pretty decent. I mean, the car can live outside and it's underneath a, you know, a car cover and it's pretty decent. But um, I think that's, that's 
great. It save, saves a lot of the drive. I mean, you talk about yeah. missing ABS, but uh, also like it's one of the most accessible tracks to get into. So whenever you do that uh, drive from Vegas to California, it's basically a phone call away and I want to stop in for four hours and rip it with some buddies. Oh, really? And yeah, they're, they're really, really good guys that are running it and just they've done so much for that little track. It's, it's, it's quite the thing. So, um, so just going to go back a little bit, ask you like with competition, what I find and uh, maybe just give your feedback on it. I find that the tandem just is way better in any competition, just that, so you know, where guys are initiating, you can get closer on their door and stuff like that. And I think that's where mission event is really great because the Sunday, most of the guys that were driving also stay for Sunday. So you, you actually set up that whole back section as its own little course. And, and it's a lot easier to be on somebody's door as opposed to just like bash style driving, like let's say straddle bash, where unless you drive out with somebody from the pits, it's tough to meet up with them on track and actually get some really door to door tandem. Yes. Sorry, well, <laughs> well, no, I'm just, I'm asking like, is that sort of what you, you find as well? Oh yeah. Um, for sure. Yeah. Like the shadow bash, it's, it's definitely hard. To, that's another thing too, with the, the, uh, the chase driving is like, whenever I go to those events, I'm not normally with like, a group of people like I have friends there mm -hmm. uh, but yeah it's hard it's so hard to coordinate just you know we're gonna do this run um, at like Stratobash uh, at Mission it's kind of you know we do like the one two three four five in the front and it's it's a little bit easier that way but then again like you're in the lineup you're like yeah I'll go forward and you're like okay wait who's in front of me I'm I'm supposed <laughs> to be tandem with uh, Dodge Dakota right now uh, is this guy can I be on this guy's door is he gonna spin i don't know yeah um, the back section back section is pretty cool um a lot of fast entries and usually the higher horsepower guys go back there and they know what they're doing so it's usually what's well, fun yeah i think that's sort of more of the goal that we're we're looking for as well as uh i know on the sunday uh fun day out at at mission we try to to stay uh like stack cars up that are fairly similar so that you try to, you know, move the line, get get two or three lines going so that you can put pro cars running in there and then throw throw maybe that Dodge Dakota at the back so that, you know, necessarily you can you can follow and be in the group, but not you maybe, get a battery. Yeah, maybe not in the middle of, you know, two cars that probably have hundred and fifty thousand dollars into them. Exactly. <laughs> right. And his stick axle decides to, to leave the chat and just fly out in the track. So, you know, we, we've definitely seen that. Um, that's something we're working on for, for Stratobash is to make it so that we can, can maybe stack it up a little bit better. This last year was really good. We had that whole back section where we're sending people in, uh, in, in groups so that you could get some decent time going. And I think that was pretty decent. But uh, Friday night's going to be something that, Definitely, you want to get there early on Friday and be ready for some Friday night uh, on-track fun this year at Stratobash. Stratobash. I actually don't know if I'll be there this year for Stratobash. What are you missing that? <laughs> uh, I started a new job, and I used all of my vacation and then some for <laughs> July. 
Uh, so if it's slow and I can take some unpaid, unpaid time off, I'm there. But I highly doubt that's going to happen. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, I just took a month off. But by the way, in like four weeks, can I take another like three, four days off? <laughs> well, you know, there is always still that same months. thing. You can always test positive for COVID still and throw that into the mix. Because sort of, you know, they people still really don't know what to do with the positive COVID test. So you just say, you know, unfortunately, I was in Edmonton. I tested positive. It's September long weekend. I'll be back on Monday. That's it. Okay. We're going to have to, well, now we have witnesses. So and everybody on the, on this chat, you know, <laughs> people watching, they, they, all know. They, they all know the deal. They all know that it's down. And if you need everybody to say that you had COVID it's perfectly fine. We'll all attest to it. Perfect. You know, right. you know we'll we're, we're quarantined, quarantined together at a small isolated uh, section in Fort Saskatchewan, Alberta. That's the best way. Um, all right, before we uh, let you go there, any shout outs to sponsors, anything you want to talk about sort of this coming season, what you got planned? Oh, God, I had a thing planned for this. I'm blanking on it. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, just rep performance or continued support. Definitely hit them up if you need any work done, tuning, engine building. They've always supported my program and we've had like basically no issues like we've had stupid problems but like not them related so they've definitely helped with a lot of reliability in the car um iris autosports they've like logistically i ordered so many things like a couple weeks ago and they just as parts come in they come out express ship right away quick fast shipping they've really been helping a lot with that um, if it wasn't for them, there's probably no way I'd have the parts to go into this car this year. <laughs> uh, silver spoilovers, for sure. We just ordered, what was it, four single-way front and four two-way rear coilovers. So we're going to have a full, full spares package for that this year. Um, yeah. Ryan from Weapon Raceworks, always wanting to build the craziest fab projects for no reason. <laughs> just because right. he can do it. Um yeah, just, I don't know. Really, really looking forward to the season. First year, you're going to have a spares package. Um, everything suspension-wise, two, three of everything. Uh, cars already beat up. Like, full new look next year. I'm ready just to destroy the rest of this kit and drive into people. So, Excellent. <laughs> that is exactly what we want to see. As a judge, I, I support that violent driving. I enjoy it. I like seeing the, the tire marks on the door. Definitely. Everyone can't comes out to uh, to party, so that's what they're there for. So I look forward to that. Um, one quick one. I know that you got the fish racing uh, e-brake in there. I don't have. I have mine in my car. My car isn't accessible at the moment. Take it if you can show that e-brake. Oh, yeah. You have the one with the carbon fiber in it. Fish racing sort of jumped on. They're helping out uh, the series this year. They're going to be out at our events, sort of displaying. Their products and they got some really cool stuff that they make and i know that you got some in your car there yeah so i have well i had to get a carbon handbrake the rest of the car basically is so uh this is their carbon handbrake i don't have the full handbrake uh, i just have this piece because we have i made this rod which goes back there uh just so it cleans up out of the way but yes oh gosh the brakes aren't hooked up i just put fluid everywhere um <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh it's awesome i 
Like, I love it. It's cool looking. Everything's just really nice billet. Um, yeah, Fish Racing Tech, they've helped a lot. I had a really crappy adapter kit for a CD, and then they stepped on board, and their kit's amazing. Like, every other kit has misalignment issues for transmissions. Uh, I checked the I, – I forget the word. Basically, the alignment, it's with half of a thou, and most is, like, within 26 thou's good. And then the other kits I've tried is, like, eighth of an inch out. <laughs> right. But, yeah, no, they're awesome. Their shop is in my hometown in Chilliwack, BC, so I always stop in and say to the guys. Uh, they run a pretty sophisticated machine shop, and uh, they got engineers upstairs always cranking out ideas, and they're coming out with a – basically, it's a shifter. I don't want to say much else on it, but, yeah, it uh, it's going to be pretty pretty cool for the CD. So. Excellent. Yeah, no, I just uh... – you know, it's tough to sort of showcase the product. I mean, I, I saw your carbon handbrake, so I had to have one in the RX-8. So I ordered one from them and, and same thing, great product, uh, you know, anodized billet aluminum looks looks wicked in there. And then, you know, of course the carbon handle because I don't know, we're just burning money at this point anyway. So what's the difference? Um, but yeah, no, I just, I, I, really, I really like the support from Canadian companies. You mentioned iRace, they were a longtime partner of the series. And then they kind of went to the to the fashion where they're going to support a few drivers. And you were one of those drivers that uh, they jumped on board with to really support. And then you got, you know, fish racing, same thing, rep performance, a bunch of great local, you know, Western Canadian iRace in Eastern Canada, but just great shops supporting drifting. So, you know, I'm all about that and, and just... If you're looking for some of those products, definitely uh, you can find links and stuff like that. We tag them in most of our posts. So especially Fist Racing, you can see them and see some of their cool products on that. Uh, anything else you want to do before we let you go? And we got Dustin going to jump in from Electric Media. Uh, nope. You, you mentioned uh, like finding links and stuff too. Like any parts I have on my car, like I talk to people all the time. So like, People hit me up for just about anything, and I'm willing to talk to just about anyone for about parts or anything or how to do stuff. I think it was, uh, uh, God, why am I blanking right now? Uh, oh, uh, Nathan Bordwaka. I've talked to him like probably spent like hours talking to him about 2JZ line routing on how to keep these things cool. So, yeah, just I'm an open book when it comes to this stuff. So, if you ever need anything, Hit me up. I'll contact with either if I can help you or if I can't get in contact with someone who can. So, yeah. Excellent. No, we appreciate that. And if you're looking for a carbon fiber roof, hit up Jesse. He needs to pay for the rest of the carbon Kevlar on his car. So he's going to sell you some at, you know, pay him what he asks. That's it, right? Yeah. Which I have one that I messed up a little bit on that I'm going to repair. So it's like a special price. Yeah, the special price, the defective bin. <laughs> <laughs> so if, you're, if, you're wrap, if you're gonna wrap your car especially that carbon fiber roof just definitely uh you know hit him up and he'll sell you that uh one with a little bit of damage for uh steep discount steep discount you know 10 percent off of uh full retail well, it'll look the exact same you just gotta put a small dent in your roof for it to sit properly that's all but yeah just take well, most of the stresses come with uh it should be rusted out anyway around the windows, so it shouldn't be too bad. Yeah, no. Just take a sawzall, cut your roof off, and then hit me up. So I like Nice. It. Pro tips. Awesome. <laughs> hey, well, 
We, we look forward to seeing you. I think your first uh, uh, event out, you're gonna be out there for May 13th, I believe, is that correct? Yes, if everything goes according to plan, I get the car line down to Rev on the 28th, pick it up on the 12th, and then just straight to uh, the event on the 13th. And then I think, I think you changed one of the practice dates on me. I think I had the June 1st and 5th planned out or something. Sure. I don't know. I think I think change change, but I think I'll be there the first. I think it is. Okay. Well, I think we're out there. I mean, definitely uh, check out the new website. Anyway, uh, shout out. You know, connection with Nathan Boardwalk is lovely girlfriend Megan helped develop the website for us. So hey, you know, we uh, we enjoy all the people. We have such a such a huge amount of talent in our drift community. You know, I I think probably more than any place else, I respect the uh, Drift family. They, there's nothing they can't do. We got a guy making carbon Kevlar parts in his two car garage in Fort McMurray. <laughs> I mean, is there anything we can't do out here with the uh, Specty family? So, but hey, we really appreciate you coming on. Uh, I'm gonna let you get back to your car there, and we are gonna get uh, Dustin in from Electric Media to chat. All right, sounds good. I'll be listening. I'll talk to you guys later. All right, thanks. All right, so we're waiting for Dustin. I know he's on here watching, so let's right. hit that uh, request to join there, Dustin. He was out. He watched uh, Formula Drift uh, Long Beach with us this last weekend while we were all screaming at the uh, screen. Um, and it'd be interesting to sort of get his take on it, what he thought of it. As he jumps. I was say, it was, uh, it's a nice, good interview view with Jesse. It didn't get off uh, off the rails as much as I thought it was going to be. I'm no, surprised no. it didn't bring up memes, so not yeah. too bad. Hey, everyone. How are you doing? Oh, good. Exhausted. Off work. Oh, glad to be part of the chats for once instead of watching in with everybody else. All right. So you need no introduction because you are the guy that uh, gave us this wicked calendar with all the drift dates that we run for 2023 as best as we could. We put a little disclaimer in there. There's a few that got changed. Nothing we can do when we're working with multiple locations and stuff like that. But, uh, <laughs> we, we changed lots, but it went really well. Um, hey, so as the official photographer, we, we just W that, the official photographer of Spec D. Um, why do you love drifting? Why? Why do you come every single week and every single event? Well, if anything, the safer the car scene in Edmonton has been absolute trash for the last X amount of years. Um, the spec D community has always been welcoming. Uh, the one thing I like there is when you go, you see people, they know what's about their cars. Like everything that I've practically seen in the last three years being part of the circuit, it's hand built, it's from the ground up, and the drivers know it inside and out. So there's a massive amount of respect towards that aspect of the circuit. And then number two, being one of the, I guess, the official photographer, I get to sit in the best seats in the house and get pieces of rubber and rocks blown at me at Castrol and Sean Harmon last year destroying a couple bins there accidentally and making me fear for my life. But everything was good after that. So that's the best part about it all, being, it feels like, being at the center of the universe type of thing and then sharing my vision with everybody else. Excellent, excellent. Um, so a little bit about you. I mean, you do a couple of different things. You obviously put out this calendar. I assume you got some of these calendars left. So people oh, are yeah, looking for one. Quite a few 
boxes left if people want to get and if i ever run out uh there's always me i can order more whatever so it's never a bad thing uh, i love that people like him talking to carlton a while ago he says it's going to be forever january for him for the entire year so you know it's little things like that that put a smile on your face yeah it was nice I mean, you, you definitely got a bunch of the uh, the people in there that, you know, are big, big names in the community. It's not all just the pros. There's a lot of uh, other drivers in there. So it's nice to see that. Um, and then you also do like this, this book, like a, a nice published magazine style thing with interviews and stuff like that. Why don't you uh, chat a bit about that and sort of where you're at for this next edition? So... Well, matter of fact, you talked to one of the people who are going to be in the book tonight, matter of fact, uh, Mr. Jesse Foote. I spoke with him a couple weeks ago, and we've got quite a lengthy interview expanding on the topics that you guys talked about today, actually, so you get to learn a little bit more about Jesse in depth. Um, I don't think anybody else knows this yet this year. Uh, Carlton McDonald is also going to be in the book, and then a grassroots favorite, uh, Mr. Rick Zelensky. We're going to talk to him, I think, this Friday. Him and I are going to talk. And we're going to put it all in words for you guys. So far, it looks like there's going to be a, a big book amount of reading again. And I'm thinking maybe doing things a little different this year, maybe pushing out a little photo gallery book instead of bashing it all together. So I've seen last year at Mission there, Adam got the wise idea uh, to go around and get autographs of all the drivers that were there at Mission and including Chelsea Genofa in the book. So that was pretty cool. Something I'd never thought of. I think definitely maybe a photography signature book is in the the works here for maybe the next couple of years so we'll maybe get working on that excellent well definitely i mean as soon as it's ready we're going to have that at our spec d merch tent as well at all the events so definitely uh if you can't get a hold of uh of dustin for some reason and you want one we usually have a good stock uh pile in our in our merch tent so you can always grab one there but yeah i think that's that's a good idea is having the the book with lots of the pictures in it we're going to have the uh, the autograph session at all of our events having three rounds this year also gives you people a lot of different opportunity to come out see their favorite driver maybe spend some time with them i know jesse's planning on hitting all of them uh it seems like we got a really good first turnout coming to our, our june 10th for round one and that'll sort of kick off that season so we're stoked for that um well, what else? Where, where can people find you? Why don't you talk a little bit about uh, uh, Team Tamdemic, uh, a little bit about the Ascetic Corsa community that you guys got going? Oh, man, there's so many things. Um, Team Tamdemic, shout out to them. Because if it wasn't for Dustin, Jordan, and the boys back in the day, I actually don't think I would have made my way out to Specky and honestly be reunited with Tony again because it's been years since I'd seen him. And I actually went to high school together. So that was quite a nice feat to be like, hey, what are you doing here? Well, what are you doing here type right. of thing, right? So, you know, it's cool to see that, you know, even after years apart, you know, a lot of your friends still have the same common interests and they're just as stupid as you when it comes to things that they love. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, as for Aceto, we did over years ago, I think a couple of years ago, whispers came through the grapevine there that people wanted to get a Sindrift going. Um, I believe one of the boys from the Tandemic team reached out to a modder online and they actually got Stratotech made up for everybody. And it's cool because it's the exact same thing. Elevation changes are the same, but the only difference is they put a ton of spec D billboards all over the place, Sestino tires, ten, Team Tandemic banners are all over the place. So it's a it's awesome. Uh, the pandemic boys have used it to 
keep all them through the winter, keep drifting, and keep their skills on point for when they come back out on the first practices to make it seem like they never stopped driving all year long. So it's, it's really impressive to see what they can do. Well, excellent. Yeah, I think uh, it was Tony that helped me get the, uh, the Zestino and the uh, Spec D banners put up there. Something, <laughs> a little bit of a donation to the creation of the track. You got to put, you got to represent uh, Spec D. You know, we are the, if there's drifting out at Stratotech, if there's drifting out of Rad Torque, uh, you know, Spec D is going to be involved. Uh, keeps everything, um, I don't know, I guess we say we keep it on the up and up where the guys have got to fix the grass when, when any drifters tend to wreck it. So we like to be out there just to make sure that we're, you know, I, I take all the video evidence of, uh, from our drone guys, from Martin with Drone Buzz, and I screenshot all the times and all the cars that go off track so that I can post them up at this next Strato Bash. Because uh, everyone on the Saturday morning, Sunday morning go, they've never gone off track. So I have photo evidence, video evidence of them just full sending it through the grass. Um, <laughs> But no, in all seriousness, I think I think the uh, the set of course is good. I, you got me set up this last week. We're going to be uh, dialed in by the end of summer, so that when we get into the off season, we're going to just run a, a virtual off season, I think, and still kind of get out there and do some Thursday night open drift and shred the tracks and uh, bang doors and break less expensive body parts with a simple reset. Yeah, you. Bet. And the coolest thing about it is we're not just limited to Stratotech. We have the option to get some of the other raceways down in states. Uh, US Air, I think I have that on there already. Um, local tracks around home, uh, we can practice at Mission. We have uh, Cashflow Raceway or Rad Torque on there now, as people know it now. Um, there's just limitless, op uh, limitless options for us to keep going, you know, do different things. And then through the winter, you know, we can even set up drift tournaments, our own little mini drift week if we wanted to, where we travel around the North Americas and drift all over the place. And we can even rack up points now with this new server upgrade that we have. So it's a full-on competition that we can do in the off-season. Well, and, and to be honest, I think that's probably all the all the drift weeks that most of us can afford. Um, <laughs> by the time that we're done burning all the cash throughout the uh, summertime, it's really nice just to, to do it. I was talking with John Bernstad. He was on last week. He set up a wicked uh, sim rig. If you haven't uh, yeah. seen it, go check out his Instagram. Uh, he was, I think yesterday he was crashing in uh, Atlanta, just like the good old days, but it was a lot uh, less expensive. So, I mean, it'd be fun to do some of those. Some of those uh, bucket list tracks would be great to have on there. Definitely we'll have to, uh, to get those on, on the server for this winter. Yeah, you bet. Um, I got you the other day to help me out there on the Spec D Discord. There's going to be a giant section in the future here eventually filled in with a whole bunch of information on how to jump on the bandwagon for that, get going, and then eventually, for those who already know what Content Manager is, it's going to be a one-click install for everything that we have on the server. So that'll be easier for the folks who are just getting into it for the first time or people who maybe around the world just want to join in and jump with us and see what we're doing because the server runs 24-7 for everyone. Yeah. Whenever, however, so it's perfect. Yeah, well, it's, since the server is, it's, a, it's an invite. So if you would like to get on to the, uh, the Specti Discord, just send me a message to the page. We'll put an invite up in a link. We'll share the link with you. And then also, when you look down on it, it is in the lower part of the, uh, on the menu there. It talks about uh, the set of Corsa. So if you got some interesting uh, suggestions, 
uh, things that you found that work and things that you would stay away from, make sure you throw them in there. There's lots of people buying things right now, trying to get set up. So if you've got a wheel set up that works amazing, I mean, Tony's down for it. He shared all of his wheel settings to try to make it easier for us. Uh, definitely that's what we're looking to do is to make it the easiest for everybody to get in and, and people just to spend the, the money once. So if it's a good wheel setup, a good pedal setup, anything like that, make sure you drop it in there. I think that would be, uh, be pretty sweet. And then also, hey, we'll do another shameless plug. If you're looking for a heavy wheel for your gym <laughs> setup, hit us up. Uh, we got the Grip Royal set up there. It'd be cool to, uh, to see some of these. You can take them out of your car and put them right in there. Get the energy adapter, whatever it is. Put on your, uh, your nice Grip Royal steering wheel and run that for the, for the off-season. I hear one of the other Tandemic guys, uh, Jerry, shout out to him. He makes quick mount adapters for most of the Logic Tech kits and I think some of the Thrustmaster stuff. So if anybody knows who he is, or we can even post a link somewhere in Discord if that's uh, something people are interested in, I'm sure you'd appreciate it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think that's great. Like I say, all the talent. we got people 3D printing everything and, and making stuff for, for not just for the, the real cars that we're out thrashing on, but also for your sim setup. So... Um, mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, again, we thank you so much for always being out of the events. It's it's nice to see, you know, just positivity and always great great shots. And and I think probably that Thursday night crew uh, is one that appreciates it. I can't say the most because all of our pro drivers obviously love it as well. Um, but I mean, just getting the media coverage on the Thursday nights. There's lots of guys that, you know, it's maybe their first year, second year, and they put all that they have into building their. Thursday night open drift cars and uh you know we just see the pride in that you think I see Nasser's been watching I mean he's one of the one of the the best ones that I think the biggest win that we've had in the recent years was him coming out joining our Thursday nights having the hookup for all the BMW parts that everybody breaks is a is a huge uh thanks and his driving is just like progressed huge um so I think that's good. Lano, you got to look at Lano. His poor little BMW has taken everything that he <laughs> throws at it and and more. <laughs> and, you know, it's good to see him. And he's always just, he's that same positive force that we got out on the Thursday night. So uh, I know we're going to be chatting about it. We got a couple more of these going uh, every single week. We're doing an interview. But, you know, May 4th is going to be our first open drift out at uh, Rad Torque. Um, shout out to them they always keep it affordable i mean prices don't go up because they keep the rent low for us uh keeps our thursday nights you know fifty dollars you get to drive for basically five hours on a safe track we change it every week um we do tandem uh, you know we let you run out there with no cage you know obviously common sense stuff like that is not just a, a a train wreck out there but it's uh you know, you show that you can tandem and we let you run out and just develop that skill. Uh, anything else you want to sort of part with? We're getting on to an hour here, so we'll we'll probably let you go and sort of wrap this up. Uh, no, I'm all good. I'm excited to be back out there all night, uh, every year. <laughs> I'll be back uh, as soon as the season starts. We're two minutes away, so as soon as the clock's, you know, 4.30, I'll be at the track. I wait to see everybody again. Excellent. So. And for sure, uh, definitely, if you're watching this uh, anytime here, make sure you hit up uh, Dustin Electric Media. Uh, we'll put his uh, tag in into the, the description of this video here anyway. Grab a calendar. Grab one of the uh, books from 2022. I know he's got a few left. 
and just really support that. I mean, uh, you don't make nothing on these calendars. It basically just covers the cost of them, but it's really great to have, you know, your picture in the calendar and, the, you know, you caught so many of our drivers out there. So definitely, you know, support, support the media guys as well. So um, I guys can just message you on Instagram to get a calendar. Yeah, you bet. Uh, uh, it's got a whole bunch left. Uh, Instagram works. There's a sheet on my website too. If you guys want to sign up there, it's a little easier for me to keep track that way. And it winds up in that sheet anyway. So either way works. Uh, I'll be sure to get it out to you. Excellent. And if you really can't find it, you know, on the bottom of the Specti uh, website, there's also a link to uh, Dustin's page as well. It takes you right to his website. So we're stoked for that. Hey, well, thanks. Thanks a lot for uh, coming on tonight. And uh, we look forward to seeing you in less than a month now. Yeah, no worries. Uh, one thing I'll just close out here. Uh, when we go mission this year in Stratobash, I know people see me running around last year with a light. Uh, we're going to be doing that again. I know light painting is a big hit. And honestly, if you go check out the Specti website, first picture that pops up is a fine example. Thank you guys very much for choosing that. Uh, I appreciate it. And I look forward to seeing everybody again soon. So check you out later. Excellent. Thanks. Ciao. All right, on. Well, you know, D Dustin, just uh, one of the best guys that we we got in the, in the family here. And uh, just love the work that he's doing. Um, interesting stuff anyway, right? I mean, a lot of passion in it, putting the calendar together, doing that full interview book. You got to really appreciate that. Um, yep. But now, hey, so we're, you're going to go back and listen to last week's episode and kind of see uh, how far off of the predictions you were. Well, it, it's a humbling moment for sure. Uh, turns out I was completely off, but you were close. You had Madfield for a good run to the podium. You didn't have him on top, but you did have him running towards it. So you were closer well, than I mean, In all fairness, I mean, any of the judge should have seen that he should have been third place anyway. But, I mean, I'll, I'll take that out. I mean, going to that, what's your opinion on the uh, brake lights? The new, uh, I don't know, whatever that is, yeah. the G meter, the green to red to green. Yeah, for, for some background, basically Formula Drift has decided now this year that they have a green to red uh, LED strip along the front uh, A pillars of the roll cage that basically uh, will deduce if the car is accelerating or slowing down, something like that. Um, I think it's a good system. I think they really need to uh, just kind of maybe solidify how it's working correctly. Uh, there was a bit of an issue. We haven't, uh, you know, hopefully no spoilers for anybody. Um Basically, Osbo used the wall, bit of a break. The argument is that it slowed Matt down, spun him out of the chase. Um, it's really tough to say. I mean, you know, the judges, one hand, were very adamant. Don't use the wall as a break. Uh, Osbo did for well, half a second, something like that. Um, that's caused Matt to slow down. I think Matt's issue was a little bit bigger on the tires themselves. The GT radials didn't look like they were hooking up the best, especially against the Nittos all season or all uh, weekend long. Um but, uh, yeah, I don't uh, want to feed into the controversy between Matt Field and Oswald. They'll do enough for it for their, uh, themselves throughout the season. Uh, but I wanted to highlight uh, how awesome did Rome and uh, Jonathan Hurst drive, though. That, I think, was the highlight of the weekend for me. All right. Well, I'll jump into that, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit about uh, Jonathan Hurst. So he was going up against some of the drivers running on, like, a 315, 40, 18 nitto or a wow. two, 285 and that guy there was driving on a 255 40 18 
basically just the, the prospect tire, uh, the same tire that we have as like our maximum width. And I think, you know, I was, I listened to an interview with him. He sort of did it there. And that was a tire that he was on all weekend, but he was taking down big names. I think he was just, just shy of a couple of points and he would have been on the podium. Um, but I think that kind of goes to the drivability of the cars, in my opinion. I really like that, the smaller tire where they can really get that instant wheel speed. It makes the car just look smooth. I mean, you know, it's, it's never a problem. You got Osbo, you got uh, Field, you got Chelsea DeNova, James Dean all running like big tire. And those guys absolutely, you know, they're just masters of it. But it was neat to see that, that that much of a tire difference. And he was just like on the door of these guys and, and took down some giants, mm -hmm. you know, for, to get all that way. It was, it was good to see. Um, I guess we can't hate too much on the judges. Uh, definitely. I know I've been on the other side of it that, uh, you know, we make some calls like that. And I know some of them, you know, we, we go back and we look and, and, and I admitted in the past that, you know, some of the calls that we make probably should, shouldn't have went that way. Um, I think year one mission, I definitely got one with Cody hurry. Uh, we kind of got him stalling out on a inner clip. But looking back at it, watching it over and over and sort of reevaluating that, I probably think that we made the wrong call on, on uh, faulting Cody for that, you know? So we definitely make mistakes and, and I think it's a hard, hard job, but I think probably coming up in the future with that new LED light and the sort of that G meter box in the cars, I think the drivers are gonna learn how to drive to that. And it should actually change the competition a little bit. Yeah, I think um, it's the right step. I mean, Long Beach especially, uh, Osbo especially, uh, has always been the, you know, kind of, are they driving to the fullest of the ability right now? Are they fully on throttle? Are they giving, you know, are they being responsible in the lead position, giving the chase driver a chance? Mm -hmm. I think it's the right step. Uh, interesting that it was tested right off the bat with Osbo and Field, because it always is. Um, it'll be very interesting to see how that plays in rounds like Orlando, where, you know, Matt Field lifted pretty hard on Chelsea. Right. Um, Chelsea's word himself, driving for a championship and driving straight up is two very different things. Um, and, yeah, no, uh, very stoked with how the season started. It's really cool to see, you know, different names up there, Rome especially. I uh, thought he was on fire. And, uh, yeah, just hoping James Dean can come through for round two. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Hey, so I just want to talk a little bit about next week. We got uh, Aaron Day coming on. So this, Royalty. you know, his name has been mentioned just about every single one of our little episodes here as being a big inspiration as a driver that a lot of people look up to. Probably one of the OG drivers uh, in Western Canada. So we're looking forward to chatting with him, kind of seeing, you know, some of the life changes that he's got going on this last year. And of course, you know, his future plans. He always just gets in that triple uh, S car and absolutely shreds and puts it on everybody's door and makes them work for whatever they got to win at any of the rounds. So um, I know he really likes the multiple rounds. So, you know, we're excited for that. Bring him back to the full three rounds. Uh, good to have the competition back into a series. I like it better than the shootout, but Hey, yep. let's see what, what his feelings are on it. Um, yeah. Anything you yeah. want to uh, close out on there, Tony? Yeah. It was something I want to, to bring up with Jesse, but, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll have a chance to catch up with him. Um, with the addition of, you know, we have Boost Factory backing Tristan, we got Rev Performance backing Jesse, we got Triple S backing Aaron Day. I think it's going to be 
a great season for shop advertisement, if that makes sense. I think, uh, you know, race on Sunday, sell on Monday will kind of uh, take in, you know, a really interesting uh, advertisement approach, if you will. It's way better than making a, an ad or a video. You'll get to see these shops putting the, putting all that skill, all that ability on the line uh, each weekend inspecting competitions. So I think that's a really massive thing to look forward to um, just for Alberta tuning shops, BC as well. Because uh, I'm sure there's some up there. I'm sure some of our stage drivers are going to bring some up too. So just on that point, I mean, we could probably do a huge interview just of like, you know, what uh, we're stoked about for the coming year. I think we could probably rattle off another hour doing that. So I'm going right. to cut it short. Um, but yeah, just having that, uh, that conversation over the few rounds of just, you know, how are these shops showing up to do battle? And I think that's just going to be a massive, um, just a massive opportunity for all these shops that have partnered with the series or with the drivers in the series, uh, to just really show, you know, like where they can support and, uh, who, um, you know, what they, what they can do. So I think I'm really stoked for that. And, uh, yeah, Aaron Day next week. I think that is going to be a fun one. I can't wait to go over some old school memories with him too to see if he remembers that Conroy battle that uh, uh, he was talking about there last week, which turns out I was right about. Uh, Conroy confirmed that. He sent me the picture that actually I took. And um, yeah, it's the uh, same thing. Exactly. Clear as day. Uh, round four, DMZC right in the ring. Knew yeah. it. <laughs> see, not too bad. No, I think, uh, you know, the, the partnership between Triple S and... Uh, and Aaron has been really good. They're probably one of the first one where the shop, we saw them out giving a lot of on-hand yep. uh, support at the track. And I think Boost Factory last year, rep performance as well with Jesse out of the track. Uh, it's just interesting to see. And I think that's probably the best advertisement for those tracks, um, uh, for the cars, I mean, and the shops is, is probably just that the, the owners themselves, a lot of times are out there wrenching on it the guys who build the car are out there helping out and that's really good to see so again you know uh, it's just nice to see the support in the in the local community i mean with us being you know maybe smaller than any of the state series i guess well arguably uh with a shorter season anyway it's nice to see all the support for the local guys so yeah we're excited to have aaron on uh, next week and then we'll obviously we'll try to book a second guest just to, to wrap it up we'll throw in the comments who you think we should get on there to throw it in and uh, be great to, to chat. So again, uh, check out the website. Uh, all brand new. Everything seems to be working really well on it. We got lots of merch up there. We got all of the new products on there. Uh, if you really have a hard time registering for events, just go on the Instagram, the link trees there, everything pops up. So it's really easy to find. And uh, definitely uh, we've got some open spots still for the season opener on the 13th of May. And uh, then again, for the grassroots round one, May 19th, we need a lot more drivers to sign up for that. Um, we're out on the big track at the road course at Castrill. So it's gonna be a really good day out there. Uh, sort of a great way to kick off your long weekend in May um, to come out, watch some of the, uh, the pros battle against, you know, we call it uh, pros versus pros. And we'll have them out there and driving against some of our grassroots drivers as well. So it'd be great to see everyone come up to that. Till next week, Tony. Yeah, we will uh, catch you then. And uh, good luck on the sim drifting. One thing I wanted to bring up with Dustin too is, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see 
you know, who's going to get the sim faster? You with, you know, real car driving knowledge or Dustin with just none? Uh, I'm kind of thinking that it is going to be a two-way fight. I think it's going to be pretty even because, like, I was explaining to Dustin a little earlier that, uh, you know, he doesn't have to unlearn what we think we feel behind the wheel on the sim. So I think that could uh, be a bit of an advantage. But uh, I think we should uh, maybe book 15 minutes next week to maybe talk about sim drift and give it a real conversation because I think it's very interesting. And I uh, can't wait to share some further thoughts with that. So I think with that said, I think I'm going to sign off there, Sean. Thank you for having me as always week, uh, week in, week out. Thank you, everybody, for watching. And uh, as always, keep your stick on the ice. Have a good one. All right, thanks. Awesome, yeah. Well, it was great, great chatting with Jesse and also uh, really good talking to Dustin. So again, uh, you can find everything on the website. Uh, all the links are on Instagram. You can find it there on the link tree. I definitely support Dustin by picking up a calendar, picking up one of his 2022 drift books that he, he made, lots of cool photos in there, lots of neat interviews. And again, this year he's doing lots of interesting things. So it'd be good to catch up with him, see him at the track, give him a high five. And uh, until next week with Aaron Day, we'll talk to you then.